Welcome to season three, episode three of The Everyday Woman Speak. I am Margaret Smith-Williams, your creator and your host, and it is here that we discuss faith, love, identity, and foolery. I'm sure you're like, wait, 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 wait. Who is Margaret again? Like, what is this podcast about? Where have you been? I know, I know, I know you're asking me all these questions, and these are... The same questions that I ask myself, that I get from my friends, that I get from Jeffrey, who edits his podcast on a weekly basis. I know, I know the last episode that I recorded probably was in the first half of the year. I tried, y'all. I really, I honestly tried. But this has been one hell of a year, and I really haven't had the strength or the mental wherewithal to record a podcast or even write a blog. I haven't even been sure of what to say. Like my friends are constantly asking me, Margaret, are you going to record a podcast? You're waiting on a podcast. Are you going to write? And my response has been to them, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I have anything to say. And that's just really the space that I've been in. It's been a very weird space for me. I've never been in a space before. I've just been really trying to get through each day, moment by moment, step by step, because I don't know about y'all. It really feels like we're living in a twilight zone. There have been some days, who there have been some days where I feel like Smokey and Greg on Friday and I just want to float on, float on, float on. But hey, that's another off-air conversation for my group chat. And I'm sure my mom is going to be asking me some questions after this airs. So let me just keep going. Um, I know that this year has been, been rough, probably beyond rough for so many people. I know everyone has had their share of experience this year. Some are more complex than others. And I'm not really in the business of comparing someone's life experiences or life struggles to anyone. I feel like everyone has their own path to walk. Everyone's idea of a challenge is different. Everyone's capacity to handle life is different. So I'm really not a fan of when people say that their struggle or their challenge is greater than someone else's. I believe that God created us each differently and everyone has a different capacity. Everyone can handle things a certain way. And so I don't like when we compare what people are experiencing. And to be honest, I can only talk about me and my experiences in the past almost two years and how they've impacted my life. Briefly, just to let you know or give you some insight into what's going on and what has been going on in my life. I've had such a a heavy, confusing, disappointing, draining, all over the place, yet grace-filled year. And I have to mention that this year has been filled with so much grace. And before the saints, I know y'all listening to saints who always like to recite scriptures to people and tell people that God is good and you got to think about God's goodness in the midst of it. and You got to be grateful and you got to hold on to the word. Trust me. I know. I know. I know that God is faithful. I know that he's just. I know that he's a keeper. I know that he protects and he heals and provides. But the reality is, is the only way for you to only truly know these things and know God as a healer, as a protector, as a provider, as a keeper, is when you experience things through life that prove God to be what he says and who he says he is. So for me this year, there has been COVID. It's been COVID for everybody. There has been COVID, like literally COVID. It's everywhere. It's affected everything that we do. It's affected how we go, when we go, if we go. It's affected our children, our, our marriages, our relationships. It's affected us emotionally, Physically, financially, COVID has really just come in and left its stamp on the world. There's COVID and then there are our family experienced unemployment and our entire savings was depleted. And that hurts. 
Like I'm grateful that we had a savings to begin with because that is how we were able to sustain for most of this for most of the year. But to see everything that you've worked for just go and to be empty and you're not even sure how it's going to be replenished. Like that really hurt. My husband and I started off in marriage over 15 years ago with nothing. And that's the reality. We started with nothing, nothing, nothing. As a matter of fact, we were living with his parents when we got married because we really couldn't afford to to purchase anywhere or to live anywhere. And so we lived with his parents for a couple years until after Ayana was born our year. And it's through their help that we were able to, you know, move into our own place. But to see that just go instantly, that really is hard. It's hard. And I know that God will restore. He will. He has to. His word promises that he wills. But to look at it, you're just like, oh my gosh, where has it gone? We worked so hard for that. That was hard. Very hard. And we're still working through it, still trying to figure out how to rebuild and how to you know, keep going and starting over. And it's, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's been a lot. So not only that, I had an unexpected lupus diagnosis. Hadn't been feeling well since I would say maybe like last summer, uh, the summer of 2020. And I would go to the doctor and I would tell them like, something's not right with my body. Something is not right. Um, A lot of times when people see you and they see that you look great and you look well put together and you're able to actually walk into a doctor's office, you're able to actually talk and articulate and you're not falling over in pain or your blood work is semi-normal and they feel like, hey, there's nothing wrong. And I started, my body just was not right at all in so many ways, shape, fashions, and forms. And I could feel it. And I kept saying to my husband, my body's not right. My body's not right. I would tell my mom, something's not right with my body. I would tell my friends, something's not right with my body. And it took me um, going to several doctor's appointments and finally finding one rheumatologist who was able to just do a little bit further research um, and do a little bit more testing to find out that, um, yeah, I do have lupus. And that was interesting for me. It was good at first because it makes me feel like, oh gosh, I'm not crazy. Like I knew I'm not crazy. Like none of the symptoms that I was experiencing, I wasn't making them up. I wasn't like just making stuff up. Like I knew something was wrong with my body and everybody kept telling me, no, it's, you're fine. It's okay. So it gave me this sense of relief that, okay, hey, this is what it is. And then it also gave me this, I don't know, you just, it gives me something to pray, pray about. Because I I really believe that God is able to heal. And I know sometimes in church and Christendom, we don't like to talk about sickness and disease, or we talk about it and we keep saying God is you don't claim it. You don't receive it. God is going to heal you. And we believe in the healing of God, but there's a process sometimes for getting there. And in order for me to ask God for healing, I have to know what I'm asking God for healing for. So it's been a process for me just to walk through this journey and really figure out what that means for my body, really see what my limitations are, really listen to my body when it says, okay, you need to stop. It's not good. This is not going to to end well just being really conscious of of what that looks like and how I can take care of my body the best way I know how. So we had that. Um, And then as you all know, uh, my son, I was diagnosed with ADHD um, and he also has um, autistic tendencies as well um, a couple years ago. And so that's always been a challenge for us. And he and my daughter were virtual schooled all of last year. So they really were home for a year and a half. And so he returned 
in person to school in August of this year. And it was a challenge at first, really navigating those things and allowing him to reacclimate to school life. And not only that, just him getting adjusted to being around kids and being around structure in a classroom and him boundaries and all those things that go with that. Um, And another thing is just reminding him to keep his mask on every single day. Like we have this list of things that we go over every day um, before he gets out the car. And he's like, mom, why do you tell me this every single day? And I'm like, because I'm your mom and I'm going to tell you this. And these are important. And every day I tell him, make sure your mask is on, make sure your mask is above your nose. Um, And every day, every single day, every single day. And then when he gets in my car, every single day, the mask is under his nose and (laughs) it is a challenge. Um, So it's just a constant reminder to him, you know, to be conscious of those things, that your mask is important, that COVID is still alive and it's out there. Um, So speaking of COVID, uh, my family also contracted COVID this summer. Um, Actually, it was my son's birthday. Uh, My son got it first and then all of us in the house got it. And then my daughter was the person that got it the worst. Uh, Towards the end, we had all recovered. My daughter contracted it from all of us. And she ended up being hospitalized. A very, very scary time for her. Scary time for us as parents. So grateful for my family. Um, Grateful for my church family as well. Just for the constant prayers and, you know, just constant encouragement during that time. Um, But after that hospitalization, she continued to have a series of hospitalization, a series of ER visits, a series of doctor's visits. Um, For months after that, it's been a lot. She's having a lot of health challenges. And there have been nights when I have not slept, days when I have not slept. I think I've spent more time sleeping in her room over the last six months than I've probably slept in my own room. Um, Just trying to give her some reassurance. I've slept in ERs and doctors and hospital rooms. Um, Just trying to give her the reassurance that we're with her and we're praying for her and God is an ever-present help. And that's been challenging to watch your kid experience things and really there is nothing that you can do. Um, And no matter how you feel like no matter how much people are telling me you're doing the best that you can, you're doing the best that you can, and you're a great parent and you're a great mother, to see your child suffering continuously and to hear your child ask you, mommy, does God love me? Is God mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Is this why I'm experiencing these things? Nothing breaks you down like that. I remember crying. I haven't cried so much in my life this year that I've had, um, than I have this year, and just really praying and just professing the word of God and scriptures over her and uh, making sure that she sleeps with worship music on and constantly reminding her what the word of God says. And then not always knowing that the word has been deposited, knowing that the word is not returned void, but explaining to her that sometimes God's word takes time. Like sometimes God moves at a different pace than we expect. And so just really supporting her through this journey. It's, it's been a lot. It really has. I was just crying earlier today um, because yesterday was difficult for her as well. And it's been a lot. And just wishing that I could snap my fingers and everything would be great and everything better. And she would have, quote unquote, a normal seventh grade year. I I really don't have any words to describe it. I'm so thankful for my friends and my family who have allowed me to really just talk about it, who have encouraged me. Um, Thank you to my girls who just allow me to vent and allow me to speak and to say, you know, what, I, what I'm feeling and no judgment whatsoever is issued. I appreciate their support and their prayers. So my sister and my mom, my dad, um, thank you. 
I know I'm all over the place, y'all, but I'm just trying to give you a little bit of what's what I've been experiencing, and I want to give you some encouragement as well. Throughout this past year and a half, um, I've also been trying to support my husband as he rebuilds his life and supports our family. Um, as I said earlier, my husband uh, was laid off his job of almost 14 years uh, due to COVID, and that has been an adjustment. It still is an adjustment. And I think it's different for guys, for men who desire to provide for their family, who, who have always worked and provided for their family, to not be able to provide like you want to. And so it has been a task for me to really support him and to kind of understand where he is and what he's feeling during this time and to just keep the stability of our house going um, in the moments that he possibly is not able to and make sure that the house is stable at the same time, making sure our kids are okay and making sure we have the things that we need and just trying to balance everything. Uh, throughout the past two years, we've really watched a lot of our plans just be washed away, probably turned upside down. And I know God is up there just smiling because I'm sure that he has puzzle pieces that he's putting together and he's working on the backside. But when you're in the midst of it, it's it's hard to understand. It really is. I'm grateful for his grace that has really helped me to keep my home and my family afloat. And even his grace that has maintained my own stability, health, and sanity. I was just talking to someone the other day, um, one of my friends and my direct messages on Instagram. And she said to me, you got this. And I said, no, I don't have this. I said, but God has it. And I'm glad that he does. Because the reality is, is I don't. Like God is the person that has been holding and keeping me and just pulling the strings when I can, helping me to get up out of bed, helping me to make decisions and helping me to keep it going. That's It's really, really only him. And I'm grateful to that. It's him also that is keeping me from cutting my shaved sides. <laughs> That took me eight months to grow out. I know y'all know I had to throw that in there because y'all know how I feel about my hair. It took me eight months to, to grow out my shave sides and I'm really tempted to cut it back again and shave them again. But anyway, it has nothing to do with what we're saying. But I'm just grateful, um, grateful and tired, shall I say. I promise, as I said earlier, I promise that I've cried more in 2020 and 21 than I've probably cried in my entire life. And honestly, I will say this again, to be here, to be here in this moment, to be talking to you, to be recording my thoughts and my emotions and feelings is a testament of God's grace and the support of my family and friends and their prayers. So I know that we are on the cusp of a new year. And usually when people are getting ready to move into a new year, people have words of wisdom, words of advice and encouragement. And if that's what you're here for, I'm sorry, girl, I don't have that. I don't. I don't really have any magical words or of advice. Um, I don't have no wisdom. I don't have no mantras. I have no affirmations. I have no nothing. I really don't have anything. I, honestly, I'm just here, just like you here. And if somebody were to ask me what plans do I have for 2022, um, I don't. I really don't have any other plans for 2022. Other than to, as my godfather says, holding to God's unchanging hand. That's that's. That's the only plan I got right now. Maybe in a week or two, that might change. But at this moment, that is all I have. And if if this were me a couple of years ago, I would be like, Margaret, you really have to get yourself together. How do you not have a plan? How do you not have a vision board? How do you not have these goals and things written down? I would be like, what are you doing? But not today. Mm -mm. 
not today, not today. I think our world is changing so fast and life is changing so fast. And the only assurance that I have in this moment is that in Christ. Uh, The song says it best, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. I grew up with those songs, but today that song means so much more like that is the assurance. He is the hope that I have. So this episode is not for those of you who are confident about where you're going or your path for 2022. It's not for you if you have this path laid out of what you're going to accomplish and you're ready to go and you got your check marks and you got your list and you got your objectives. This isn't for you. This podcast, this little bit of inspiration for today is for people who are just like me. If you're just crawling across the finish line into 2022 and you really don't have the slightest clue as to what is next. I want to remind you that it is okay not to know. I think we live in this world that makes us feel like we have to know and we have to plan and we have to have our ducks in an order, but it's okay not to know. I would say that that would be the most valuable lesson that I've learned this year, that it is okay not to know. It is okay not to have a solid plan. I'm not saying for your entire life, but there are moments when you won't have a solid plan. It is okay just to be here because wherever you are, God is. And because he is with you, there is more. There is more in store for you. You might not feel it. You might not see it. You might even might not even have the strength to believe for it. But my dear sister, everything is going to be okay. It really is. So as I close out this short episode, I really want to pray with you. I just want to encourage you and I want to just speak life into you and just remind you of the goodness of God Um, and know, and I want you to know that it's okay. And I want you to know that I'm glad that you're here. So father, I thank you. I thank you for my sister. That's on the other end, listening to this podcast. I thank you for keeping her. I thank you that your grace that you speak about has been sufficient. I thank you that your grace, as it has kept me, as it has kept my family, as it has kept my husband and my children, I thank you that your grace has kept her. Your grace has kept her mind. Your grace has kept her heart. Your grace has kept her hand holding to your hand, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for keeping her when she couldn't keep herself. I thank you for keeping her when no one else could keep her. God, I thank you for keeping her in the midst of every storm, every challenge, every situation, every circumstance. I thank you that you've kept her, that you've shielded her, that you've surrounded her with your grace, God. And we just want to say thank you. God, we realize that it is only you and you are the only reason why we're here and we want to say thank you. I thank you, God, on behalf of my sister. I thank you for just holding her hand. Thank you for carrying her when she couldn't walk. God, I thank you for carrying her when she couldn't even crawl. I thank you for constantly reminding her that you are there, that you have never left, that you will never forsake her. God, I thank you for reminding her that surely your goodness and your mercy and your love will follow her all the days of her life. I thank you for reminding her of your promise of that, God. I thank you, God, that as she prepares to enter into the cusp of a new year, I thank you that you're constantly reminding her of your presence, that you're constantly reminding her that you have her best interest at heart. 
I thank you that you're constantly reminding her that you're shielding her, that you're surrounding her with your angels, God, that you're surrounding her with your love, that you're surrounding her with her peace. God, I thank you that you're surrounding her with every provision that she needs. God, I thank you that you're surrounding her with healing, God, in Jesus' name. I thank you that in those moments when her her hope dwindles and fades, I thank you that you grant her strength to believe, that you send someone along her path to remind her that you have not forgotten about her, that you have not forsaken her, that you have not left her, that your plans for her are still good. Your plans for her are still yes and amen. So I thank you for my sister, God. I thank you that as she's crawling or limping or barely making it into the next year, I thank you that her trust in you never fades. God, I thank you that you remind her that if she trusts in you with all her heart, that she leans not to her all understanding, but if she acknowledges you in all things, that you will continue to direct her path. I thank you, God, for lighting the way for my dear sister today for this next year. I thank you, God, for perfecting everything concerning her. We thank you that the most wonderful thing about you is that you're able to take our broken pieces, God. You're able to take things that don't make sense. You're able to take our hurt, our pain, our challenges, our disappointments, and you're able to mend them all together to make something beautiful. So I thank you that my dear sister has a beautiful life that is awaiting her even now in this moment in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that you remind her that all things, everything, everything, every sad thing, every happy thing, every unexpected thing, every ugly thing, that all things work together for the good, for her good, because she loves you, God, and she's called according to your purpose. So I thank you, God, that as my sister walks into this new year, that she doesn't walk in alone, but she walks in with the Lord of hosts that she walks in with the I am that I am, that she walks in with the great and mighty God, that she walks in with a loving father that cares about her, that loves her more deeply than anyone could ever could. So I thank you, God, that as my dear sister is walking into 22, 2022, that she walks in with your love, your love that looks beyond every fault, God, and sees every need. I thank you that she walks in with your love that is able to reach into the lowest depths and to help us to to rise and to stand on the shoulders of you. I thank you, Father God, that as she walks into this new year, she's reminded of your love, your unconditional love, your love that never fails and never gives up. I thank you, Lord, that as my sister is walking into 2022, that you're reminding her that she is here And because she is here, that you have more in store for her and that everything will be all right. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Everyday Woman Speaks. I am again your host, Margaret Smith-Williams, and it is my prayer that you live right, you love right, and that you'll be right. Mm -hmm.